Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. Well, hi, friends. Happy Monday. Hey, Beck. Hi. I am so excited to be here today. How are you going? Oh, my gosh. We should tell everyone that we're actually sitting here in person together today, which is pretty exciting. We are. It's pretty amazing. It's very rare that this happens, uh, but we're working on some super special stuff together. Our kids are playing together, and um, it's just a really nice Nice time, actually. Yeah, we're spending two days together. You know, we're spending the time. Um, and if that's something you don't do in your business, like it's so important. We're spending two days away from all of our, dis- you know, other businesses, away from distractions, planning our future of dance principles united and some special events we have coming up. And it's so good just to kind of put yourself out of your everyday to do that together and that's why we thought our kids are all happy we thought we'd jump on and do a podcast yeah totally and I think like that's important for all of you to do even in your own studio Mm. you know even something like planning your concert if you can actually get yourself away from all the noise that happens in your studio for a day or two with or without your staff and plan things you just get so much more done yeah I so love that I always find that that's so so valuable And, you know, that parent doesn't walk in that wants to have the 20-minute talk. You know, all those things don't happen and you can really just be 100% focused on what you're doing. So we've had a lovely day doing that. We've got tomorrow as well um, where we're doing a lot of focus activities and really getting stuff done, which is so, so good. But that's not what our podcast is about today. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. Um, So, yeah, some of you may or may not know that I spent a week ago now, uh, two weeks in Vegas, and it was the most amazing experience. Um, So Amanda wanted to chat to me about that today and give you guys some takeaways from that. It was so awesome. For sure. So you were at Dance Teacher Web Conference, is that right? That's right, yeah. And um, it's this epic event that's just for studio owners and teachers, and we don't have anything like that in Australia. Um, but there were lots of vendors there. So I was there with Dance Cirque um, and every costume, every comp, everyone that you could possibly imagine, uniforms was there. Um, and then they did lots of like business kind of talks as well. And they also had classes like dance classes just for studio owners or teachers, which was super awesome. That's amazing. So how many kind of people were at the event? Was it huge? It was huge. Like I could not even begin to tell you. I reckon there was at least 200 vendors. So 200 different stalls. Yep. Um, as far as people go, like thousands I would say. That's amazing and they all travelled to Vegas from all around the states or just from Canada from everywhere? Yep, there were Canadians. Um, there were people from countries that I'd never heard of, to be honest <laughs> with you. Like there was some really remote kind of countries as yep. well. Um, there was quite a few Aussies there. Um, yeah, it was really like obviously mostly American and Canadian, but some really different countries there as well. And it was just such an amazing, well-run epic event. I loved amazing. every second of it. And so studio owners were there, but dance teachers as well. Like they brought their teams. Is that how it normally worked? Yeah, I think that's how it works. So there seemed to be sort of studios um, who had, you know, 10 or 15 of their staff members all together um, and all some of them doing different classes, some of them doing the same classes, Mm. um, probably mostly studio owners in the business rooms that I was in. Um, But it was great to see some of their staff there as well. And I think the cool part about that was that the staff didn't feel intimidated in those classes because 
because it was literally teachers and studio owners in there. So I think that was the cool part about the dance classes too. Yeah, and you said there was like six different rooms going on at the same time and people could choose which that what they attended. Is that right? Correct, yeah. So there was dance classes as well as business classes going on at the same time. Um, they had special times where you could go and do things with the vendors. So they had like breakfast every morning where you could go and walk around all the different stalls mm. um, and lunches and stuff like that. Um, they had cocktail evenings. It was so amazing. Oh, I'm so jealous. I cannot wait to go back with you next year. Yes. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yes, you've got to come back next year. <laughs> the whole time I was like, I wish Amanda was with me. It was oh, so good. <laughs> I know, you were calling me every 10 minutes. I know. <laughs> so funny. Um, but yeah, we wanted to chat about on the podcast um, – a few things that you learned and that you did. So tell me, you met obviously a lot of American studio owners while you were there. Sure did. Um, what do you think is the biggest difference between American studio owners and Australian studio owners? Yeah, look, I I know this is going to sound so awful, but I feel like it's just their openness to each other. Mm. And while it's I not do... awful. It, it yeah, yeah. Like I think Australians are getting better at this. Mm. Um, and, you know, Amanda and I are both so passionate about studio owners feeling comfortable with this, but I just didn't feel that same competitiveness that I still sometimes feel in Australia. And I think they are just also welcoming of each other. Mm. Um, even in a business room, you know, they They'd all cheer each other on. They'd get so involved in things. I think it, Australians, you know, if we tell them to get involved are kind of a bit reserved, whereas Americans are like, yeah, they get yeah. so into it. Um, and it's it's actually really fun to be around. But um, I feel that's the biggest difference is mm. that still in Australia, we're quite reserved. We're maybe scared to go up to that other person in an Estedford and say, hey, your routine was so awesome. Or, hey, I'm back. What, you know, what's your name? Where's your studio? We just tend to not do that. And I'd, I'd mm. love us to see Australians do more more of that. I know you feel the exact same way, yeah, Amanda. For sure. And that's something I've been so proud about in the tribe that, you know, we're all been doing all the time is cheering on each other's wins and, you know, going out of our way to meet other people in the tribe. Um, I know a lot of our tribe members are having their own little catch-ups in their area. They're having breakfast or lunch or whatever. You know, they're making an effort to go and meet each other at a Stedford's or comps whenever they are. And I think that's so, so valuable because, you know, together we're better. Like, for sure. And it, there's enough kids to go around. We don't need to have that competition. Yeah, I totally agree. And mm. just building each other up as well. You know, mm. like another thing I love about Tribe is when someone will write, oh, I just achieved this. And, and then there's, you know, 20 or 30 comments under it going, wow, that's so amazing. And But I felt like that even in the rooms, Amanda, mm. you know, like people would get up and, and say some pretty raw stuff and everyone just really applauded them and had so much support for them. And um, I think it was just that beautiful beautiful environment that you know I know you and I really want to create in tribe and we are creating it yeah. but and in Australia all yeah together. yeah 100% but I'd love to see more of that mm, that is so so powerful and it's that thing that being a studio owner can be lonely it can be totally. so so lonely and how nice is it to have people that get you that congratulate you on your wins no matter how big or small um, and to be there to support you because they also get the hard times as well yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent I love that that's so and I hope that's something that's starting to come across in Australia and I think as we're like as we're growing, we're moving past that like tall poppy kind of syndrome thing that's going on in Australia where no one wants to you know tell people their wins or you know celebrate their successes in case people think that they're you know, got a big head or whatever. That as we move past that, 
I think that's going to be so, so powerful. Yeah, totally. I think another thing that I loved about this event was the classes mm. and the fact that you had a six-year-old studio owner in there and then maybe, you know, a 25-year-old teacher in there and that was fine. There was no judgment in there. No one felt intimidated. Um, everyone was just doing their own thing and Amazing. I really feel that's missing in Australia. Like yeah. I know there's a lot of festivals in Australia but you have your full-timers in there. You've got your 16-year-olds in there who we know these days are so epic and I think it would be amazing to have an event in Australia where studio owners and teachers could feel comfortable to go into a class still learn some really cool choreography and some really cool things but not Mm. feel the intimidation Um, and I think you know just seeing that and seeing that inclusivity was was next level oh that's amazing so what 60 year old studio owners still taking classes I'm not joking like every size of person every type of person every Mm. level of person like it was just and everyone was so supportive of each other there was no judgment it was it was unbelievable that is so nice like I'm I'm not even 40 yet um, but you know I my legs do not kick as high as they once did right I could not do as many pirouettes as I used to be able to do and to be honest I would you know struggle to go to I used to love going to classes at Sydney Dance Company Same. doing all of that but these days to stand next to a 16 year old full-timer or a 21 year old professional work like there is you know it's hard it's intimidating so it's so nice that those studio owners and those teachers felt like they had a place to be able to still love dance and explore it and learn new skills because you know we can't expect our students to learn new skills if we're not putting ourselves out there and learning new skills as well yeah totally agree and Mm. I I think like just being able to feel that would be amazing because I agree with you Amanda like I'm 42 now me actually going into a dance class like I used to love the Sydney dance classes as well but it's it's it is intimidating mm. and the level is so different to when we were young, right? Oh, it is. Like, like I, we didn't now do that many fuettes. No, but do <laughs> I didn't even think fuettes. Like, if it wasn't someone, even a thing. <laughs> literally, if someone did a cartwheel, everyone would clap. And now it's like <laughs> everyone's expected to be able to do a back handspring. Yeah. You know, the level is very, very different. Yeah. And um, I think that's, yeah, that would be an amazing event, right, Amanda? Maybe we should totally create that event. (laughs) Maybe we definitely should. (laughs) Um, Stay tuned. Watch this space. (laughs) But I love that because, you know, there's so many skills that we can learn by getting up and doing it. It doesn't have to be about the latest, coolest choreography, but it can be here's a great beginner tap combo to teach to your five-year-olds. But, hey, let's get up and actually do it so we, we know it rather than just, you know, watching it on a screen or having to go back to our studio and learning it by themselves later on yeah and that's totally what the classes were so there was even like a class that was based around um not children with disabilities but children who are on the spectrum and how to deal with those Mm. kids and some different things you can do with those kids there was a beginner tap class but it it wasn't necessarily for beginner tap tappers it was more like here's some combinations you could teach your beginner tappers so there was a lot of classes like that that I thought teachers would get so much out of there was a class on choreography and then there was just like some really out there stuff like there was a rock and roll class there was a African tribal kind of class so Mm. um, there was like a ballet class but it was more sort of fun based ballet so Mm. things that you could take back to the classroom and I think that's what we're all missing in Australia as well is we do get older and then we feel like there's nowhere for us to learn dance necessarily Mm. and so we kind of get stale you know and I think that's the difference in America as well is they have events like this where they can feel inspired and not get stale. For sure. And I know for me, like I'm not teaching um, well at all this year, but that much. But, you know, I have my set warm-up 
And it's the same set warm-up I've been doing for quite a few years. And it's so nice, you know, to be inspired to go, actually, I might add that into my warm-up. I might add that into my progressions or my corner work. That's a great new thing for me to take back to my junior jazz class or my advanced jazz class or whatever that is. I think that's so, so valuable. Yeah, totally. Mm. So, Amanda, do you want my top three takeaways from my business stuff? I sure do. Thanks for keeping me on track because (laughs) I'll just keep chatting and chatting and chatting. So, you went to heaps of business seminars. I did. I Mm. did. And I've got so many takeaways um, and I can't wait to share all of them with our tribe members. But I thought I'd give you guys my top three. Um, So the first one that I wanted to say is that there was a group who was talking about using emojis in their ad copy on Facebook. And at first I thought that was actually a little bit weird. Um, But now that I think about it, I know myself sometimes when I read a text and I talk to my staff about this all the time, you know, someone might read an email or read a text and they are in a bad mood. And so they're going to read it in that bad mood. Mm -hmm. And so what these guys were saying is if you use some emojis, like a smiley face, um, within that ad copy, then it's going to tell people what mood to be in. What do you think about that, Amanda? I love it. I'm all about emojis. I swear I never send it to – I don't know. Have you ever got a text message from me that didn't include an emoji? I, I, have, <laughs> I have never. <laughs> Usually it's the champagne popping one or the – that's my favourite emoji – or the monkey with the eyes over – their yes, eyes. Because, I do love that one. Because I'm always like, oh, my God, what did I do today? I feel like, <laughs> I feel like my favourite one is the eye roll. Oh, Mm. see, I don't use that one a lot. I use that a lot. But yeah, I use it all the time in text messaging for that exact reason, to get Mm. to, you know, um, explain when I'm using sarcasm or Mm. to get my message across. So why not an ad copy? It makes sense. We've done it in ad copy, not so much in terms of smiley faces, but more like using stars instead of bullet points, that kind of thing to try to draw attention. But I love, yeah, to convey the emotion as well. Yeah, and to help them to feel the emotion you want them Mm. to feel. That was the part that they really brought across. And I was like, no, that's actually really, really clever. Yeah, especially if you want to, you know, if you're wanting everyone to feel warmth and, um, you know, that love and that community, you know, using the smile, the like one with the love heart eyes or a love heart or, you know, something like that or a hugging one or something. I love those ideas. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Mm. Maybe something for you guys to test. You could always test one with emojis and one without emojis mm. and compare the two and Nathan's see how they go. all about the testing of the Facebook ad copy. He is all about it, but it's, <laughs> it's actually really smart. Mm. I know he talks to our tribe members a lot about this, but yeah. actually putting two different ads out at once and seeing what gets a better result. And in different areas, you will get completely completely different results with those ads. So I think that's a really interesting thing to try. So if you are on top of your Facebook ads and you're into that, give it a go. Mm, I love that. What's your takeaway number two? Well, takeaway number two was I was in a room and they said to the whole room, hey guys, do you take students the whole year or do you just take students at certain times of the year? Mm. And everyone put their hand up and said certain times of the year. And I know this isn't rocket science to you or I, Amanda. We always talk about taking kids Every time of the year, you know, we'll take them, what, week 10 of term four, right? Oh, yeah. And I know that that scares a lot of studio owners, though, and they're not sure how to incorporate them in the concert. They have that whole big fear around it. So what was the tip on how to actually get them in and include them? Right. So I loved this. So they said, why don't you put all of those kids up on stage together, maybe do them 
their warm-up, maybe just do a dance where there's a teacher leading them. Mm. Just let them wear something very simple. They don't necessarily have to wear a costume um, and still allow them to be a part of that concert experience. And that way you're not trying to sift them into routines, you know, three or four weeks out of your concert, but they're still getting up there and having a go. And I was like, wow, that's such a game changer, right? That is like so switched on. That's so, so smart. And they still get to have that whole concert experience because the concert is more than doing the perfect dance it's about you know the fun backstage it's about getting the trophy or the medal it's about you know recognizing a student's achievement and you can do that rather than have the perfect ballet routine or whatever that is I love it so it's more like a class demonstration right Totally, totally. And we were just talking about this um, in Tribe this week, right? Mm. That, you know, that concert, you want it to be that really awesome thing that helps with your attention. And that's definitely going to help with those kids. And anyway, if you don't take them in, they may just go to the school down the road. So if you can offer them something, it's better than nothing. For sure. I love that. That's a great tip. Thank you so much. All right. I'm back. I'm so sorry about that. Having a moment. Um, But we're back. I want to hear tip number three now that I've controlled myself. Tip number three, and I just thought this was a really cool idea for retention in your school, is every month there's a dance studio that does um, a parent night out. Mm. So they actually, and this, I didn't tell you this, Amanda, but I thought you might find this interesting. When they do shopping center promos or promos at a fate or festival, they actually promote this on a banner. Yeah. So it's like- Instead of the classes, they promote this as a first thing. Yep. Well, they have the class banner- you know, after school classes kind of banner next to it. And then next to that, they have parents night out. Mm. Awesome. All right. So tell me what that actually means. Like this, you know, parents night out. It's a Saturday night, right? Well, yeah, I guess you could do Saturday or Friday night. Mm. Um, They suggest that it goes from 5 till 9pm. And so kids get dropped off. Um, You can say that they could add extra money for pizza or something like that. Um, If you wanted to include food in it, um, or they can bring their own food, that's totally up to you guys, I guess. Yes, and you just kind of play games and do all the things with them. Now, here's a part that I thought mm. was interesting as well, Amanda. So they said you bring – it's $30 per child to come or if you bring a friend with you who's never been at the studio before, it's free for both. That's amazing. Yeah. That's interesting. I thought that was super smart mm. because it's a way for you to introduce that friend to your family there. It's a way for you to introduce that friend to your teachers and staff um, and then potentially get that friend to come and join the studio. So mm. I thought that was really clever. Amazing. So you'd probably give them some sort of like incentive after they come to the parents' night out. Hey, join our classes and you have this, you know, we'll waive the registration fee, we'll, you know, whatever that is, come along and try a class this week, I presume? Yeah, 100%. And like mm. I know a lot of our members do things, if they do parties, they'll give a lolly bag out yep. at the end with a flyer in it. So you could totally do something like that. Um, but yeah, I think the whole idea of then making it free if they bring that extra friend along, that's that's great incentive. For sure, for sure. So, yeah, I love the idea. Parents' night out, you know, um, as anyone from the community who wants to come, basically free babysitting or very cheap babysitting, but introducing more families and more of your ideal clients into your studio, into your premises to see all the amazing things that you have to offer, your amazing staff. Why not? And you do it once a month for a couple of hours. It's like an open house, really. Pretty much, yeah. And obviously their siblings can come. Like it doesn't just have to be studio members. Um, So you'd allow, you know, those parents to have a full night off where they can actually go and enjoy themselves. And hopefully the parents will actually then, you know, go together and and make those friendships Mm. as well. Because you want the parents to make friendships as well, right? I love that. Such a good idea. I'd be so interested to know if um, anyone listening 
does anything like that, drop us a DM. We'd love to hear about it. Um, and if it works for you. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try it in my school. So I'll mm. let you guys know how that goes. Um, but I just thought it was such a clever concept and um, I think it would it would work really well. For sure. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing your top tips from Dance Teacher Web. I'm so jealous. I'm going to be there with you next year. So, so incredible. In the meantime, guys, make sure um, you drop us a DM if you're interested in learning more about Tribe. We'd love to tell you about the amazing work we're doing there. Or if you've got anything you, you from today that you wanted to chat about, let us know. We always love to hear how you're doing and where what you're getting from our podcast. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. And thank you so much for so many of you for reaching out. Have an awesome week of dance, guys, and we'll talk to you soon.